0: This episode of the Thai Capital Millionaire podcast was brought to you by Black America Inc., a trillion dollar nation by A.R. Morton. Black America Inc. is a piece of literature that details and illustrates the socio-economic solutions that Black Americans can implement in their communities today, whether it be being captains of our own industries, creating our own political parties, or just learning how to strengthen our overall health and wealth. Black America Inc. is what Black Americans and Americans in general need to get to the next level in 2017 and beyond. For too many years, we have been talking about the problems and not the solutions. For too many years, we've been pointing fingers at each other without talking about the solutions. This is why Black America, Inc. is important. If you're ready to build yourself up and rebuild your community, head on over to Amazon.com and order your copy of Black America, Inc., a trillion dollar nation. My name is Andre C. Hatchett, a.k.a. Mr.
1: Own or Be Own, and I'm encouraging everybody listening to this podcast to pick up my new book, Own or Be Owned, The Black Man's Guide to Wealth Creation in America, on Amazon.com. If you're a black man, if you need guidance, inspiration, a
0: path,
1: a path to follow, to build wealth in this
0: country, pick it up, Own or Be Owned, The Black Man's Guide to Wealth Creation in America this is the todd capital millionaire podcast episode 31. Uh, my name is charles oglesby also known as todd millionaire i'm the founder and the director of the todd capital investment club that now has 152 members i'm also the founder of Todd acquisitions at todd ventures which is our crowdfunding venture capital firm thank you all for joining and tuning into this podcast Um, the purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful african-american investors And business owners so that people can see that business and investing are the true keys to financial success and generational wealth. With us, we have Miss Erica Williams. Um, I was actually on her show maybe about a month or so ago. And um, what's really cool is when you do these interviews, you end up creating a bond with these people. And so you follow their works, they follow your works. And I've learned so much about her that I felt that I needed to have her on this show so that she can tell stories. She can kind of share with you all the great things that she's doing. And so that I can also learn more that she's doing, because a lot of this is a learning process for me as well. So with that, I would like to welcome Miss Erica Williams to the show.
1: Hello, Mr. Charles, Mr. Todd Millionaire. how you guys doing
0: (laughs) thank you for being here so um, can you give people more about your background kind of tell us more about who you are and what you do
1: I'll try to make it as short as possible but essentially I'm a military brat my mom did 26 years in the military our family had a little bit of money this is talking about like 1920s 1930s farming and then lost right you know the 80s kind of wore out a lot of uh, minority farmers minority landowners and I just was able as a kid to watch my family go from Bust to back to boom, mm-hmm. and it's just been an amazing ride. And so, I just started sharing stories with people, and they would look at me like I was a unicorn. <laughs> so, or even when I was in college, I talked to people in the business. So, I ended up start sharing it, and I started calling it the classy climb because you know, a lot of people think to struggle or to work really hard is, is beneath them, or grungy, or dirty. And I was like, no, you could totally be classy about your climb. Mm-hmm. So, that's how that kind of came about and the blog came about afterwards very
0: cool cool. i mean i'd gotten the notification that you wanted to talk to me then i saw what you were doing and it's it's so cool i didn't know that your following was so huge
1: huge it's it's been a minute you know you know i tell people if they do not give up it'll be they'll be very pleasantly surprised about three to five years and a lot of people want this microwave kind of money and microwave life and i cannot tell y'all how the dividends have been the last just eight months alone been doing this for three years last eight months just been
0: amazing amazing so I have some questions um, before I go deeper into the questions I want to know what your family did to get back to where they Uh, were before uh,
1: you know the funny thing is I am a big believer in group push now I don't believe now I'm not always gonna say group economics I'm like group push it's our grandma became hey we're broke And now is the time for everybody to push. And I think in a swoop of like two, three years, everybody in the family was either a nurse, a dental hygienist, um, all in the military, all in the police force. Like everybody was excessively productive, Mm -hmm. even though we were smashed into a big house. There was a point in time where uh, several parents were gone and deployed. And it was like, all these kids smashed into this giant Southern house, this big old Southern house. And at the time, didn't think anything of it. Looking back later going, my God, we were living. Everybody was living in these rooms of this giant house. And over the time, I've just seen them buy. Like they would see a house available for thirty thousand, and my cousin would get it. My mom would get this one. Every duty station, they buy a house, turn around, rent it out. Well, you look up, and you're forty years old, and you're getting out of the military, and you have five rental properties, and then you go do another career. It's, it's just a different flow. Like, my first job at 14 was at my cousin's dollar store. And this wasn't a franchise. This was him buying products from China and wholesalers, like, before it was cool, you know, like, 10 plus years, almost 15 plus years ago. And I, that was my first job. And when I would tell people, yeah, I worked for my family first. And they just, it was mind blown. Or that my sister's had her own business since she was since 19. People just don't, it's not common, but it's only because they aren't around or exposed to as many people.
0: And I think that that's important to get around people. And I think that's the big point of this show is to show the people like you exist. So that families like yours exist. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely happy that you shared that story because it speaks to the power of the group. but also speaks to the power of getting a, in my opinion, a solid career beneath you that allows you to yeah. invest and start acquiring other things. It's one thing to know that you need to do it. It's another to have the money and the means to actually go out there and take it down that usually comes with a high-income career, so it makes a lot of sense. And so, and what was your first, how did your first few ventures look? I know that you're in real estate tax liens, and we're going to talk about that, but is there anything that you did before you got to that point?
1: So, I owned a coffee shop, and the crazy thing was across the city decided this was the next two years they were going to tear up the road. So, it was hard for the college students to get across the road, but it taught me, like, at the end of, like, when I was getting ready to close my doors, okay, I should have went online, sold coffee online amazon it was like right when it was starting to be big to sell online and learn how to do that uh and then at that point like i had some pocket change i was getting ready to go to texas and i went and did a bid downtown cumberland county and i got upset like uh it's a thing called upset bid it's when somebody puts five percent down more than you or 750 dollars more and they upset your bid and that went on for months yeah and over the course of those months, I became so frustrated. I was like, there must be a better way. And so listening to my uncles who had done tax liens, you know, they done some online and they done some in person, but they were doing it in different counties, different areas. Uh, and I just learned so much from them and from watching the people like being there and being upset. Bit, that's what it's called. It's called upset. Bit. But I was like so upset and I was holding on to this money. And I was like, I feel like my time has been wasted and it just made me research and research and research and that's when i learned, oh i can buy tax liens in any state i can go to florida i can go online i can do this um there's multiple ways to do it 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 was a it was like an eye-opener it was one of those moments where you get mad and i'm gonna get this so
0: (laughs) So, i mean can you kind of talk a little bit more about that i know um a lot of people are getting hip to the tax lien game which Mm -hmm. means that there's more competition out there and so it sounds like you found a way to kind of out Compete the competition or outmaneuver the competition?
1: So, I believe that within the economy, like even though I think we're going to recession pretty soon, maybe like two years, maybe in the two years, I'm, I'm just, I'm coast on it. I'm just saying. Um, I think you have to be diverse. You have to invest in different markets. You can't just go, I'm going to build up everything in my own backyard. Well, what we'll if something happens? And I think I've learned more of that because I'm in a military town. I'm from, you know, we bounced to different military towns and the economy depended on the military. And lucky for us, we're in Fort Bragg where they built up two colleges. So we didn't depend on the military, but still you're depending on college students. So there's this flow. And so I decided from that point on, I would invest in different backyards. So then I went to Charleston, South Carolina. Why? Because I love Charleston. And when I learned about Charleston, South Carolina, they have a 95 to 98% redemption rate. And so I bought a tax lien and I'm like, I spent a thousand dollars you know <laughs> and within three months the person paid their, their tax lien off and I was like wow that was quick that was crazy that was quick it was only three percent but I was like I did it I actually did it you know I purchased a tax lien so it wasn't this grand slam huge deal but it was it was a nice house in summer, almost in their summer built, and I spent a thousand dollars the three percent on it it wasn't like this glamorous big deal but it was like wow I did that so, because when I went to the auction in person, I felt like it was the same 10, 15 people who've been doing this for 20 years mm-hmm. in town. And they're just a bunch of older guys who are just like, yeah, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't inclusive. It wasn't friendly.
0: So when you said redemption rate, what is the redemption rate?
1: So redemption rates are, uh, what's the rates that people will pay their taxes and, and, and the percentage is South Carolina so attractive to people because it's 95 to 98%. Now the thing I talk about South Carolina is when do they do tax auctions? October, November, December, right? December 31st is like the closing of at least Charleston County, for example. Well, what are people doing during those months, Charles? October, November, December. They're focused on the holidays. They're traveling. That's right. They're traveling, they're shopping, they're getting Christmas for their kids and then they don't pay their tax bill. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know we purchased their tax bill and what happens in february march Tax, yeah they get their tax refund and so a lot of these people are living this life in bonuses they like their house they want to keep their house their taxes aren't unbearable um they just aren't to me in my mind budgeting appropriately so they're paying you anywhere from three to six percent you know usually they're paying in the three to six months back um But it's just so crazy to me because I was like, this is like a, this is just people making money off people, not in a negative way, but because people refuse to budget.
0: Well, I thought that the point of the tax lien sale was to acquire the property, but you're saying that it's actually to make.
1: There's two strategies, two strategies
0: and so the first strategy would to kind of get a return on whatever you're putting up to buy that's right taxes,
1: right mm-hmm. so so nine times out of ten like when i invest in florida i pick duplexes i pick restaurants i pick um high-end buildings now i may pay more like sometimes i end up paying two and three grand and four grand uh even though florida is cheap and you can go as low as 400 dollars. but those are people who are going to pay yeah. like they don't care that it's 18 they're they're going to keep their duplex they're going to keep their property uh, so those people are going to pay, and that's been my strategy. Now, the number two strategy that people love is getting the property. Now, what I've, what I've noticed is some of the older guys, they would focus on getting land. Now, why would they fix, focus on land lots? Because somebody, nine times out of ten, inherited a piece of land, they've been paying taxes on it for years, they didn't do anything with it, and they're just tired of paying taxes, so they let it go, right? And then they, you know, oh, I let it go because the taxes. When the taxes are not really that bad, right? Um, or a property that needs a lot of work and a couple's older or they move their parents out and they're like, you know what, we're not going to work on this house. And they let it go. There's several ways for you to work taxable. That's why I love it. Because if you just want to stack your money and I'm a big fan of ladder income, I wrote a, a little ebook called Ladder Income. I have a big believer in you're getting between your credit cards, your car payments, your mortgages, people are making 5, 10, 7, 19%, 20% on your credit cards. They're making high interest rates off you. Where are you going to make your money make 18%, 16%, 20%? Where are you going to do that? You're not doing it at the bank. Uh, some people do it at the stocks, not many people. Um, and then here's tax rates, where you're getting the 16% solution. That's the name of another book as well. So, <laughs> not mine, but it's the name of another person's book.
0: So, you, um, it sounds like your first deal, your first successful deal is when you made the 3%, right?
1: Mm-hmm, 3%.
0: And then where did you go from there?
1: I've just slowly, as many as I can grab, I've slowly grabbed, right? So, I focused on Florida, was more cheap, uh, more affordable by budget. I looked in different counties in South Carolina where I felt like it was friendly for me to travel, go kind of drive around and look at the county um so things along i-95 right uh, so right now i have seven five of them are in florida two are in south carolina
0: so those are seven properties that you held
1: those are seven i have tax liens going right now that i'm waiting on either them to pay or don't pay the thing i like about florida uh, in orange county in particular if let's say it goes all the way to the end of the year and they don't pay mm-hmm. and at the end of the year they do an auction call i don't get any favoritism in the auction but if someone buys that property, and it's not me at the auction, I still get paid. I get my money and my 18%, because that is a part of the auction. Them buying that buying that property at the auction, they, it is included in that tax link. So uh, either way you get paid. That's why I like that that concept in Florida. Now South Carolina, uh, one of my clients right now, we're gonna see if he gets it. He has a church in five acres that, it, I mean, their time is gonna run out by December. They don't pay so imagine getting a church of five acres because south carolina at the end of the year in three months you get the deed mm-hmm. like that wow. so so in south carolina i'm hoping for two of these properties but if i don't get them i'm still excited for the fact that if this person pays because they took so long they'll be in the 12 percent range in wow. south carolina wow.
0: so um how long have you been doing this again when did you start in-
1: um i started about five and a half years ago when i got that first upset bid and then ever since then i've been slowly like Every year, or try to get something. And, you know, as the year goes out, or if they pay, then they pay, right? So I've had some in South Carolina, they just paid. So it was like 3%, 3%. But in my mind, I felt like, but you're doing it. It may not be this home run, this twelve percent mm-hmm. acquiring of properties, but you're doing it.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. <laughs> Action, learning, all that stuff is definitely important. It's funny because I was looking at tax liens today in California, Orange County specifically, and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because I mean, you know, they're probably going to pay their taxes <laughs> just because they, a lot of them have the money anyway. And so, mm-hmm. for you to say like every market isn't the market you need to be looking, you need to be looking in maybe Ohio or
1: Arizona, yeah, somewhere Chicago. else, Chicago yeah there's flexibility Colorado it's really great on the west coast mm-hmm. I just don't know that market personally so I wouldn't uh, I would be like yeah but go pick some tax savings in Colorado um, now I can do research I can do diligence I can use Google Maps I can Google their tax history they you know some people you look up their tax rate they're late every year mm-hmm. but they've kept the property for 12 years so what does that mean that means they pay yeah. they pay late but they pay always so it's just that it's that thing called research and due diligence
0: so when do you step in? Because what I saw was an auction sheet. that said all these properties are going to be auctioned off. Mm-hmm. Do you step in so, at that point or when do you come in?
1: So you, what I love about different counties is, let's say South Carolina. I don't even have to be present in South Carolina to attend the auction. So for my client in South Carolina, we had to just have our form, a sealed bid, a sealed bid form, sent in. And that seal bid, when they opened it, if it was bigger than anybody else's adoption, we still won. And so I like that concept, um, that you don't have to be there in person. No. Uh, RealTaxLien.com is a really popular way for you guys to get access to these. Uh, I have a lot of the stuff in my course, but just this is like a hint here and there. But RealTaxlean.com allows you, once you register for one county, you can go anywhere. You can go Arizona, Colorado, Chicago, you can go Maryland. You can go any of these counties. They have available because a lot of counties are getting on this system because it's so easy
0: and so you have a course can you tell us a little bit about
1: your <laughs> course so the tax link course goes over several states you know i even dabble a bit in texas as i explained it to most people is the county needs to get paid they have services trash you name it the city needs its money to run so they don't want to wait on you to pay your taxes so they're willing to sell it and they go through this process other flip side of that is a tax student state north carolina is partial some of the counties in Texas. Now, Texas people can make 25%. You want to come back and get your property next day, 25% interest regardless. Wow. But here's the difference with a tax D state. Let's say the house is 300000 in Texas, the starting bid is going to be about $225,000. Let's say they're behind on their taxes, 100000 mm-hmm. That That bid is going to be at least $50,000 that starting bid so people don't realize it's a bigger game now what they call them in texas is super tuesdays because it's almost like a football i mean it's like (laughs) 800 people out there in dallas five different people on the court steps reading off so you people work in teams that's how serious it is in dallas like people work in teams it's in dallas and houston harris county but I mean, you can go look up for yourself for those two counties. Just those two counties alone have like starting bids to the 25000 30000 50000 So it's a different ballgame and it's higher. That's why I like tax lanes because, you know, let's say you're a mom and you got $1,000 and you want it to make some money and you're not in a slipping mindset. Per se, you're like, hey, if this sits for a year and then in the year it gets 12%, even better. Better than sitting in your CD at
0: 2%. So what's the difference between a tax deed tax lien?
1: Okay. okay so a tax lien is this is their tax bill on their house and the city is like we need our money yeah. so you're paying their tax bill now you're not paying the extra interest you're just saying hey I'm willing to pay this step by this tax lien for 18% or I'm willing to buy this tax lien for potential 12% so the city tells them when they come up there they go whoops i have to pay my taxes well somebody done bought you a tax lien bought your tax lien you know bought your tax taxes so you can make a payment plan to the city but it's gonna cost you. Yeah. So nine times out of 10, the longer it takes that person to pay their bill back, the more interest you're getting. And so nine times out of 10, like you'll get a certificate in the mail and everything. I like it, it's cute. Um, each county has different types of certificates, but that person, when they go down there to pay their bill, let's say their bill's $400. Let's say they're on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income. City's so, gonna be like, all right, well, come bring 30 bucks every week if you can, or you know whatever you can bring, but at the end of it, Time period, I'll still get paid. I'm gonna get paid a lump sum because it took so long. So that's how tax leads work. A tax deed is I'm going to the courthouse, I'm bidding, here's $50,000. Now realize you're not bringing a $50,000 cashier check down mm-hmm, from people, mm-hmm. you're bringing like 3% and sometimes some cities 5% okay. of the money. You're, you're bringing a cashier's check of 5% like let's say it was $100,000 in taxes and you're bringing I don't know 5% of that in on a cashier's check and you're going to say here hold my spot here's my here's my 5% down don't sell my spot right I'm going to bring the rest of the money and they usually have anywhere from 21 days to 30 days to bring the money the full amount of what they purchased at the auction
0: and, then that's, so, and that is mm-hmm. since they actually own the property
1: they own the They can go to that house after the courthouse oh. with their piece of paper and get you out of that house. It's that serious. That's why when I tell people, I'm like, if you got money to roll like that, you're ready to put people out. <laughs> and, which is fine because there's actually companies that do that. Yeah. They just do that for you. They go knock on the door, hand them the paper, tell them, hey, you guys, you got 48 hours to be out of here. Um, when we get back in 48 hours, we're bringing the dump truck. <laughs> so, so it's it's a whole system. So what I tell people if you're gonna be in somewhere like Texas, you're gonna be in a state that's a tax deed, you know, get in with a group of people who are already on the ground doing it. Go to the tax deed, you know, go to the auction and meet groups of people.
0: And so when you got started, how did you get the money to get out there and start acquiring these leads?
1: So I had a combination of tax refund and so when I was in college, I ended up, uh, we had a professor taught us how to do stocks, right? He was teaching us how to do day trading, but he was just teaching us what penny stocks at first. I ended up losing $4,000 via penny stocks, right? And I ended up saying, okay, from now on, I'm only going to put money in monthly dividend stocks. Mm-hmm. So I was able to draw about three grand out from my uh, stocks I had at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and people are like, oh, that's crazy, I don't have any stocks. $25, $50 a week, putting it away, yeah. before you know it, you'll have a batch of shares Absolutely. that you could sell if there's an emergency or something like that.
0: Yeah. Cool. And so, I mean, you had the money. What are some pitfalls that you would tell people to avoid when they want to get into the game?
1: So, I think people are in this microwave mentality. Like, it's going to happen really fast. It's going to <laughs> flip in these houses like pancakes. And the key really is <laughs> The key really is is to have a ladder system, have a table. I call it a table. So here's your table, and on top of the table is your debts, your bills, your you know, parents, your kids, emergencies, and the legs under that table should be your paycheck, should be gold, silver, stocks, tax liens, you know, it should be several things holding the table up. And then to put all your chips in one thing and think, this is gonna be the golden ticket. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. And so what I tell them to do is brace yourself because I've actually had clients get to the end knowing they had to do a quick claim deed or you know, and pay a lawyer maybe a thousand five hundred two thousand didn't have the money to pay the lawyer and so now they've acquired this property but it's in a shadowy not clear state uh, because some of the states i work in you would have to go get a quick claim deed like pay a lawyer real estate lawyer to go to court get a quick claim deed it's now officially yours the title is yours but without that title they will not put insurance on the house they will not, um, you can't get Gap insurance, you can't get any kind of insurance on a house because it's a murky title. Yeah. And so I think people do this thinking, I'm gonna get a house for 500 bucks. There's more to it. Yeah. You know, you gotta do a little bit on the back end to close the deal when you actually do that property.
0: Are there any other things you'd wanna pull out and kind of warn people about?
1: Uh, no, I just I just always think it's it's a snowball. It's not a, it's not a one-time thing. It's a um, tax lien that you could buy for a long time. And what I really love about real estate is you could go a million different directions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I love about it. I think people see real estate, and they think real estate agents are flipping on TV.
0: Let me see. And so um, I'm a big reader and it sounds like you're a big reader. So what books did you read that kind of helped get you up to speed in the tax tax lien gain?
1: Uh, so 16% Solution is a big one. Uh, another big book that just affected me like this is from 2010 but this book is still great to this day it's called Millionaire by 30 Mm -hmm. I have like 4 copies I've given people some I've kept some um, and what is in the book um, it necessarily isn't all about tax leads. But it does talk about using real estate. Like, let's say you're teachers. Let's say you and your wife were teachers. You were not big, big, big ballers, right? You are just teachers. <laughs> and you got your, you know, they have a lot of homeowner down payment programs for teachers to get them in the houses. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say in two, three years, you guys got equity. And you guys refinance the house, take that equity and buy a rental property. I actually know teachers who have done this, and I remember getting this book and thinking, oh, that's that's here, that's, you know, that's just, maybe, maybe, no. I've actually known teachers who, that was their only way to invest, was they could refinance their house, take that money and buy another little house across town, rent it out, and then two, three years later, do it again and do it again. So, there's a million ways to win, and I just love this book because I thought, it it focuses on maximum-funded insurance, of course, but, it just also talked about, you know, essentially a pyramid. They have a pyramid in See if I see it. Uh, and I was like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You gotta have a stack, you know? And I don't see it at first, but basically there's 16 different things you can invest in, right? And I think people, when they think investing, they go stocks, my 401k, my job, that's it, <laughs> right? And it's like, you can go raw land, you can go timber, you Go farms, you could go peer to peer. I mean, there's just so many different ways to go in investing, and that's what I love about some of these books. Is because uh, there's another book called Alternative Investor. Mm-hmm. I think that's beneficial for everybody. I mean, I started reading and I realized I'm already doing half the stuff it talked about. Yeah. Great, you know, I'm on the right path. And so, uh, I just think those books are great if you read them and then take action. Yeah. Because a lot of people are in this reading to read to read to read, and I'm like, all right, take, you got to take.
0: Yeah. It's like read an and execute. Read and execute. There
1: you go. Yeah. Apply it to see if it's true, right? Like, like people read the four hour work week and preach it. But I'm like, have you sold anything online? Have you done any Shopify? Have you traveled? I mean, just the four hour work week, the part about timelines was mm-hmm. enough for me to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what do I want to do in six months or a year? You know, how can I travel? How can I delegate? Mm-hmm. Different things like that.
0: Yeah. As you were talking, you were saying that you were investing in notes or investing in tax liens. Mm-hmm. It did sound. A lot like um, alternative investing, where you're looking yeah. for different kinds of oh, yeah.
1: The funny thing is, if you start going down the rabbit hole, like uh, the thing about notes, here's how I got onto notes. I read about notes and I was like, huh, ah, that's interesting. Mm. Then my mom went to go pay off her, she had like $40,000 $40, off on a mortgage. And she got a lump sum, you know, military, something had happened, right? She got a lump sum. She was like, let me pay this off. I'm just going to pay off the rest of my mortgage. Her mortgage had been sold from Bank of America to small little mom and pop in the middle of Texas mm-hmm. so I'm in Austin and I'm like yeah. hey that place is down the street from me there's barely anybody in that town so I'm Google mapping it it's just a little office and it's a husband and wife mm-hmm. and a couple people in their group who bought notes so here's this little husband and wife who have purchased my mom's note of course they're in a company Elsie. Um, this is where she has to pay her mortgage to. Yeah. like she couldn't even do a direct deposit she had to literally send a check I mean she was so frustrated She was like how could Bank of America sell my stuff? And I go, mom, this is notes. This is notes. Like this, you know, it like the light bulb came on and I started Googling for notes. And every once in a while I look up and somebody's like, Hey, I just need, you know, I'm an investor. I'm going to sell a note for 40,000 because I need to have more capital to do other things. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, wow, that's it. Or I see somebody in Ohio. Hey, need 20,000. Here's a note on this property. The rent is 700 every month. The rent goes to you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, It it, it just was amazing to see the power of, me and you may say 20 and 40 grand, and somebody goes, wow, that's huge. Well, someone paying a mortgage of $900 a month on a 40 grand, uh, $40,000 left on their mortgage note, and they're gonna be paying you for the next eight years, that's eight years of $900 coming in. And if they don't pay, then you can get the house, right? And a lot of times people go, I hate to say this, but a lot of times people are like my mom and they go oh, somebody else bought my note or bought my mortgage and they make extra payments because now they want to get from under this unknown person like yeah. they don't know your company they knew bank of america they don't know you mm-hmm. and so i love that that's what i love about yeah. at the
0: time. that's really cool i think that that for people listening to this show is worth like the whole show we talk a lot about real estate we talk a lot about rental properties we talk a lot about the stock market but we haven't got into alternative assets on here And so we haven't talked about just the strategic ways that you can invest and the different things that you can do with your money if you're smart about it. And I think that that is one thing that Kiyosaki kind of harps on is like you have to, quote, invent money. and You invent money by being strategic and using what's already there. But you have to, of course, have the cash. It helps have the cash. But even if you don't have the cash, you can still strategically position yourself to make money where you separate the idea of making money by trading your hours for time. goal is to get out of
1: that i mean imagine having a paid off house and you're like well i think this house is worth you know to sell on the note market Mm -hmm. right maybe i sell thirty thousand percent of this you know thirty thousand dollars for this house and now you know it's just like you got thirty thousand dollars you have tenants in this house maybe you manage it and they're paying this note to this person forever Mm -hmm. you know till they paid it off and so it's just like it's just very interesting i like it It's also, it it, it ties into that rent-to-own market, right? Because some people did rent-to-own, and in Texas, you can only do it for three years, and then they have to go on to another mortgage. So I've seen people go, "Um, I have a Texas property, it's rent-to-own, in three years, I've got to sell this note to someone else or to a mortgage company. Uh, And so these smaller mom-and-pop shops are technically mortgage companies. Some of them actually do go through and get all their licensing to mortgage companies, but it's just super interesting it's like a whole market I mean just like I said about real estate you can learn everything about your niche and someone will tell you something else in their niche and you don't even know about it yeah. like it's like what yeah. so that kind of thing happens often
0: so um what advice do you have for people that are looking to get into the tax lien market
1: uh you know it, it, here's the thing uh, I always tell people before they even think about buying a horse, mm-hmm. I want you to go grab the book 16% solution Because I say, you know, I could go in here all day like buy my course, buy my course. I want you to decide if this is the right path for you. Do you feel comfortable if you do get a property? Do you feel, do you want to just have um, a percent of, you know, investing dollars put in your pocket? Like you just have to decide, you know, what's your angle and what's your, which way do you want to invest? And so that's why I would say, read the 16% solution first. And if you want more information, then go by my course. I mean, I show you step by step, how I get on there, how I log in, how I register, you know, how you how you research them, how you did. And I put the camera over my shoulder, per se, share the screen for people because it's not as hard as I think people sometimes are really time so hard and it's like it's really not
0: so what was your best deal
1: so my best deal which is funny because i was going to take this completely left my best deal was getting on youtube <laughs> and i was like i totally want to do it let's because my best deal was getting on youtube because i was able to connect with other people like myself mm-hmm. and other investors like i ended up joining an apartment investing group off of someone connecting to me from youtube so if anybody doesn't know anything about apartment investing, it's like where you can get 35 people together in a group and it's called a syndicate, you guys buy an apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel like me going on YouTube opened the door to like a thousand doors. Wow. It's like, it, it's allowed me to connect to you. It's allowed me to talk to Andres. It's allowed me to connect to people. I've never met in person, not yet, not until October. <laughs> you know, Bitcoin. Um, And connect with them and be able to be vocal and visual and connect with them. I feel like that's my best deal. Yeah. Like, to hands down, financially, money-wise, percents, returns on dividends, it's been my absolute best deal. That's um, because it's allowed me to talk about one thing, and then somebody go, hey, you know, we're over here doing this, would that interest you? Hmm. And so I always tell people my top 10 are like, you know, you gotta have you know, stocks, land, real estate, you know, this, 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 and this, you know, gold, silver, guns. But my bottom has always been other opportunities. Because when you start having money rolling, and it's not because you're just rolling over and dough, but when you start telling your money where to go, you, you all of a sudden have extra money. Nine times out of ten, people, they go to work. Oh, hey, you know, we're going to go to lunch. They have it planned where they go to lunch. Then they spend more than they want. Oh, I have a plan for dinner. So then they spend more than they want at dinner. Like your money, uh, Grant Cardone says, your money gets bored. Money never sleeps, but it does get bored, right? So, <laughs> so I always tell people if you tell your money where to go, gosh, you know, you'll look up and it'll be like, whew. Um, I always talk about like I pick a couple stocks that I like like hand pick five that I'm really interested in like right now I'm on a Texas cake and I've got a Texas timber company and a Texas oil and a Texas real estate like and I just like them, right and so every week you know I just put an extra 25-50 bucks away now I don't need to but I want to because I'll look up six months from now and go wow I have this many shares of this company I have 300 shares of this other company how did that happen Mm -hmm. and it's from consistent dripping like you, you just have to have a little bit of a Open eye for a little bit of extra opportunities And that's, that's just one of my things I tell people I like that a lot
0: That's very cool So um, you consider what you do as far as Leans paper investing
1: I do I, I call it paper investing this, In my mind there is this hard assets and paper assets So I end up buying I wanted to give my nephew $20 And I was like no he's going to go buy a video game So I bought him a silver bar and they're very thin it's an ounce $20 and and it was like ding ding I'm gonna buy silver and so it was like week after week I'd buy a little bit of silver and it would come in the mail and I'd give it to him and he's like what am I doing with these I can't I can't sell these I can't use these as cash and I'm like but they are money put them in your drawer right you know and so uh it, different things like that I consider those hard I consider gold I consider guns even though people are like guns you know guns have amazing resale value uh, raw land to me things that you can touch are hard assets mm-hmm. in real estate the reason people have uh, fear of it is because it's a hard asset and they have to be responsible mm-hmm. paper assets to me sometimes you can blame others well I bought some gold ETFs and it went down yeah. I bought some stocks and it went down I, bought a, I had a 401k I had my Edward Jones advisor or I had all this money in my bank or I had a you know it, there's there's ways that paper is great mm-hmm and there's ways that hard assets are just money you know they're
0: just money that's cool i think the biggest thing that i'm taking from this interview is and i'm not sure if we talked about this here or if we talked about it in the pre-discussion but it's like Mm -hmm. you read and you take action even if it's on a small scale even if you're just dripping even if it's just that ten thousand dollar house in detroit you own it even if it's whatever it's like you have to start taking steps and then as we discussed before it's like in three to five years you'll be pleasantly surprised so it's like we're over here looking to hit that first deal home run you're in there it's cash flowing you're retired and i think that idea keeps people from doing anything and so what they do is they go to old faithful which is clocking in nine to five you know you work that day you're getting paid for that day you work that week you're getting paid for that week and i think that The idea of deferred and delayed gratification keeps a lot of people within that rat race because it's just
1: comfortable. Oh, and I think not tracking. I think that's the biggest problem Americans have is not tracking. I'll get on the phone. I did over 500 phone calls since December. And I've been telling people this. I've done over 500 phone calls. And nine times out of 10, 99% of the time, they are not tracking. I will literally tell them, I want you to go do this. Go grab a piece of paper. Tell me all your gets right now. Right now, I'm on the phone with you. Like, Charles, if you're on the phone, I'm like, Charles, tell me all your debts. 100% right now. Can you I don't know. I have, like, 14 credit cards. Or I have a mortgage. I have... And I'm like, you don't know. Well, guess what? You will not know. And if this is what you continue doing for the next five years, it'll be worse. Yeah. And so, I think that's the number one thing is tracking. And so, um, I remember looking up and someone said, oh, you know, my net Oh, it's never going to have Anything. And then I stopped and I said, listen, honey, you bought a car, you're a teacher, and you bought a house. If you keep paying on just the car and the house, just the car and the house, your net worth in five and 10 years will be greater than half the people that are out here talking about all this net worth. For them. And that's just being really honest, because people love saying, oh, they ain't got no net worth, they ain't got no money. But that's the thing, they're looking at it from today. And people don't track. And so for myself, when I'm putting, when I tell people about Mint and Acorns app and all this stuff, I had a client. They're both high income owners. They're both making 8,000-ish a month out of taxes. And they were like, we can't even save a hundred bucks. And I go, what? You guys are almost making 16 grand together. What happens when she has this baby and goes home? You guys are gonna be broke. Mm -hmm. And so they got on the Digit app and then the first month, her alone, we didn't even finish it until like a week later. She saved 800 bucks wow. Be in the digit app. Mm-hmm. Now, how many times, Charles, does somebody reach into their paycheck and go, I'm going to take $800 and put it away? Very
0: worthy. They'll find a place to put that money.
1: There you go. They'll. <laughs> find, if you do not tell your money what to do, people, it will go somewhere. It yeah. will find somewhere to go be. And so, so I love this whole, I talk about ladder income because I just remember uh, being in real estate during the daytime and delivering pizza that night. People thought it was crazy, but I used to use my whole thousand five hundred to $2,000 a month. I got off the pizza delivery and put it into stocks and bonds. And I think I bought, I bought a surety bond. It was weird. I bought a bunch of stuff, but I would put it away and I would layer it with the, uh, bank certificates where we do like 5 or $10 a day, come back to me three, six months down the road. And I had my appendix go out. I mean, and it went out like I'm crawling into the ER. Help me! My stomach's exploding, mm-hmm. and they like pull me in. And I didn't work for a month. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing, Charles, is all my bank certificates were coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And every day, I'd have monthly dividend stocks, and it wasn't like this huge um, balling out dividend stocks, but it'd be like nine dollars, you know, uh ninety cents here, $1 here $1 a dollar here, a dollar day, you know. And it was like, holy crap! All this stuff I've been stacking yeah. is I can sit back because I was sick and watch it go ping, ding, ding, bing on my phone, mm-hmm. and it was the most enjoyable thing ever uh, it's hard to explain to people but when you see your work the good work you've been tossing into the well per se come back to you it's really enjoyable yeah, so.
0: that's awesome that's very cool so um, what would you say well I've asked you that question I said what was your best deal you said YouTube um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know <laughs> the there's this guy he said that YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the, in the world and oh, so for it's sure. like Google and then YouTube it was like a light bulb went off. It's like we do so much through Instagram, but Instagram is limited. We do so much yeah. through whatever, but it's like YouTube opens you up to everybody, not just in the United
1: States, but worldwide. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I Google you and there's a video of you talking, uh, I'm going to click it, right? Yeah. It, it saves me reading time. A lot of people, um, I'll even say my business partner and several people I know have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And, they, mm-hmm. and if they get an opportunity to watch a video, they're on it. Yeah they much rather oh yeah i'll watch a video <laughs> you know i'll watch or have audio it's audible you know they'll do it nice. so it doesn't have to be uh youtube it can be like an audible yeah. book or whatever they love that yeah so it gives people multiple it. ways to look at something
0: yeah when i was on your show and um, that was like my first time really doing anything on youtube like it's been not, i think yesterday somebody said hey i saw you on erica's show i was like i did that <laughs> like two months ago three months ago <laughs> But that was really cool. I think it's, it's, it shows that what you're saying is
1: true and it works. It's a lead magnet, and um, there's a guy called Elliot Huss. Mm-hmm. And, and this is—he's a fitness person, but it's—he did a show for five years. I mean, every day, like, he answer questions, people them he answer. them. And something about that five-year mark, he ended up making like a million dollars the next month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was—it was crazy. And people were like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Now. People are always wanting to do something fast. They want to see fast results. They want to see fast turnaround. And that's just not how business is made, right? Because when it's it's fast, if you're making all your mistakes in that first month, it can take you out. In business, you'll be done, right? And so what's crazy is like, I have this small channel that's not even huge, Mm -hmm. but I'll have 10 clients at Mm $5,000 or 10 clients at $3,000. And as you add that up, you go, oh. My small channel is making several thousand dollars a month, and it, it's really the power of, it's like an ongoing lead magnet. 24-7, I'll wake up and there's comments in the Google Plus, like, boop, boop, somebody, somebody watched it, somebody commented, if you know, they went and bought a e-book, something has happened, right? So, um, again, that's why I call it my best deal. I just call it my best deal because I can say right now, I've turned off AdSense on my, my last maybe 30 videos. Mm-hmm. Still got $200 check last month. Wow. Still probably going to get about $300 check this month. Mm-hmm. And it's because the power of old video and new is just, it's a search engine. Yeah. It really is.
0: I think that you um, kind of show the importance of putting content out there consistently. And you never know what somebody's going to, what's going to hit them. Like you put so much out there from different areas and they might not like the stock one, but they might like the real estate one. They might like the business one. They're going to like something. But as long as you're putting out something all the time. You give yourself more of an opportunity to be exposed Or be discovered So it's very cool Um, Two questions, two last questions The first question is, what is your favorite book of all time?
1: I think um, And and people say this is cliche But I'm going to give it Rich Dad, Poor Dad (laughs) (laughs) People hate this book I mean, I would even say, honestly Out of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series The Cash Flow Quadrant is the best Mm -hmm. And, and, And I think that's the best one For people to kind of wrap ahead because I remember thinking oh I came out of college and then I started this coffee shop and I'm the boss and I'm like no you've created yourself a job because you're here all the time and then as I became free and I moved to Texas uh, and people thought that was crazy or moved to a whole new state as I was working someone in the corporate world and ready to get back out of the corporate world I was like oh I totally understand that you know I became I was like but I want to be an investor and how can I be an investor putting money away in e-trade putting money away in Robin Hood app, putting money away, like every chance I get, just stashing it. Like Stash Invest came up with the best name ever because that's literally what it is. As you stash money away, boy, three, five years later, I mean, if you look at some of the people who are investing with their IRAs, these are people in their 50s. That's the average 50 to 55-year-old who are investing with their IRAs. Mm -hmm. And for them, all those years working at companies may have not gave them this of money, but now they have opportunity to invest this cushion of money into something that works for them
0: yeah well, you did what I've been kind of promoting on the internet is you took temporary money and you made it permanent so instead of just letting that money flow through your hands you said I'm gonna put this here and just keep it forever and let's see what it can make let's see what money I can earn off of this money
1: oh yeah I mean it's I always break it down to people um monthly dividend stocks wise like there was a stock that was 1225 and I was talking about it last week that's a Texas one of the Texas stocks and um, I'm not recommending any. That's what I'm just saying. You know, it was a text stock But um, and it was like a dollar dividend, right? It was like 8.8%, 9%. And somebody was like, a dollar? I was like, tell me how many things you're going to put $12 into and get a dollar back this year. And I was just like, oh, wait, tell me. You know, and people were like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because nine times out of 10, people spend $12 eating at Jason's Deli. You know, and they'll spend $12 at Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is not giving you a dollar back a day Right, so um, I always tell people twenty five dollars a week. you know it bought you two shares. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to start looking at it in a way of this isn't just twenty five dollars to go to movies with or goof off with. I can put this twenty five dollars away and keep putting away for the future. Right, and people don't understand it, but once you wake up, I remember having a friend had paid off uh, paid off his townhouse. It was only fifty five thousand. He had it since college. Paid off his townhouse. Had a paid off Honda. Him and his wife were like, oh, like, like there's no, what other debts do we have other than our insurance, our cell phones? Like, the freedom of that money changed their mindset. Like, but they were, what did they do for three months? They went on vacations. Mm-hmm. And then they finally were like, okay, what's something else we can do with this money? Because we're only 31. Like, they had been in that townhouse for about 10 years, and they got it for 55000 mm-hmm. And I was like, they could have probably paid it off in less than that, that time frame. 5000 they only had, I think their mortgage was like 300 bucks. <laughs> so, it's so still 40s or, you know, you can get something smaller and, and be done with it, you know, pay it off. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Last question is, what does wealth mean to you?
1: Well, okay, so uh, the best example that I can give is um, I always talk about land as wealth. And the reason I say that is uh, we have one family, we have one piece of property, and it has several trailers on it. And there was a point in time where we had a couple family members had to live on those trailers. Not that trailers are bad, not that anything went wrong with that. But I remember thinking, what would they do if we didn't have this land and we didn't have these trailers? Because the thing about trailers in North Carolina and many states, if you own the land, they come bring the trailer out for free and hook it up and everything, which is several thousands of dollars um, if you don't own the land. And so uh, to me, wealth is having opportunity. And time and, and I'll give another example better example is I remember working all these jobs and I was putting money away and I'm like I'm putting money away and I missed a friend's birthday and I was late to a friend's uh bridal shower party and at the time I didn't think anything I'm like I'm tired of working all these jobs you should be you should be understanding and I remember looking on her face and being like but you're my friend that I was waiting on Right. Mm-hmm. This is my very special moment. And you're missing it. So, in that moment, when I start to turn the corner and go, you know what? I'm not going to work all these hours. I'm not going to beat my body up. I'm I'm literally going to work this many hours. I'm going to create systems that work for me, and I'm going to be there for people. And that's what wealth is. I meet so many parents um, and so many moms. This is the part that kind of upsets me. Is I have to go back to work. Our family can't afford it, and I go. I'd much rather you sell the minivan and keep a used car so you could have that time because you'll never get a three-year-old kid back and never get a two-year-old kid back you never get a one year you never get a little baby back you'll never get that back you can always go back and work in your 40s fifties. You may not be as shiny as great as your career was right now but you can always go do that you can never get that time back and that's just one of my biggest things is wealth is time very cool
0: cool so where can they find you on youtube where can they find out about your course and where can they just find you in other places that you're accessible
1: man i have the one of the most universal names ever it's erica s williams <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a bajillion erica williams as i get emails from people all the time <laughs> erica s williams on youtube uh erica's classy climb on uh, instagram um classy scl.com it's, cl- it's the blog that goes with it uh the Taxling course you know always check you know check on the website i always have it up there but it's big real estate life is a website i have and so mm-hmm. the key here is uh under every video i put up on youtube i put several links they can buy books they can buy courses they can get all the information they want under each video under youtube
0: very cool so thank you um for joining us if there's any parting words you have for the guests would you, <laughs> you want to share those with them
1: ladder it man like man you know listen 25 a week i think people laugh when i say this But $25 a week can change your life. It's $100 a month. And at the end of the year, it's $1,200. Why is $1,200 a big deal? Uh, The average American, over 76% of Americans, do not have $1,000. They actually don't even have $400 cash in an emergency. And we all know that. We can see that when we see cars driving around with broken windows, busted taillights. I've seen uh, BMWs with binned up (laughs) trunks. And I'm like, what is happening? People are there's an article called People Are Broker Than You Think. And it, it just blew my mind, you know, I just realized um a lot of people make under fifty thousand a year. There's a lot of couples together making less than fifty thousand a year. So if you're smart enough and you got the time to put twenty five dollars away a week, you'll be ahead of seventy six percent of Americans.
0: So I like it, I like it. All right everybody, so this has been another episode of the Millionaire Podcast. If you would like to uh Join or become affiliated with any of our clubs or organization, please in, uh, send an email to us at infocapitaltod.com. At the website is capitaltod.com. Great things are happening. We're shifting the culture. And um, yeah, thank you all for tuning in.